Good afternoon and welcome everyone to episode 58 of the Whiskey Wonder podcast. I know you're probably surprised. It's been a couple days since I cut the last podcast and just wanted to say hi to everyone. And there's some days I might cut some podcasts, you know, really close to each other, make up for lost time. This podcast, episode 58, welcome each and every one of you. What I want to do is talk about the, and I think this one I'll actually, I even don't do too many titles on podcasts, but what I want to do on this one is to probably title it Misunderstandings. It's probably what I'll do. I'll probably title this one uh, Misunderstandings and Misinterpretations or Misinterpretations and Misunderstandings Regarding the World of Whiskey Part 1. You could have multiple podcasts on things that are misinterpreted, things that are misunderstood. And I appreciate the questions I do get because I like to have this podcast as just a tool, a reference, a resource that you can go to to help uh, get more information. And I know there's so many experts out there. And I think part of what we do is we just try each and every one of us, we try to become our own experts and more independent on just trying to have the independence too of, of learning on our own and doing the things and find the tools that we need to, to learn about whiskey. Cause whiskey can be a very confusing world because there's a lot to it. And sometimes I'll read things in articles. I'll go, wait a minute, how come this article says one thing and another article says something else. And then even I can get confused. And sometimes it's why podcasts take a while because I'm trying to do research. I'm trying to do homework and I'm trying to do these things to read multiple sources of information. And one of the things that I want to talk about is one of the biggest misnomers is bourbon being America's native spirit. I don't know how many articles and how many places I've read that bourbon is America's native spirit. And I'm going, uh, and I, and I read art and, and these are wonderful articles in big publications and they are read all over the place. And so this podcast today, I just want to kind of cover, I can't cover everything in a podcast, but this one's titled definitely, I'm going to title this one. Uh, definitely I'm going to title this one, uh, misinterpretations and misunderstandings regarding the world of whiskey misinterpretations and misunderstandings regarding the world of whiskey. And one of those things that I, I'm looking at is that I just started with is in articles, I've read so many articles that say bourbon is America's native spirit. Well, actually that's not true. That would be more of a myth. What actually happened, if you go back to Really, if you go back to the, you know, the tea, you know, if you go back to one of these, um, if you actually go back, really, to the, um, you know, I'm saying the TTB, go back to the TTB, go back to the governing body, you know, the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau for the United States. They're the governing authority in this country. They establish federal laws of what should be what in the world of alcohol. Gin, vodka, you know, whiskey, 
all those things. And so one of the things I want to talk about is basically is if I look at, for example, and I've read a number of places too, really what it is, is that bourbon, like for example, is not America's native spirit. It is a product distinctive of the United States. That's the big deal. Because if you go back to May 4th, 1964, and you go back to the history, of, that's why the history of whiskey is important. Because it gives you more, a, a clearer understanding of what's going on. And then you can teach others. And actually, if you read it, the bourbon whiskey designated as distinct product of U.S., it was actually a, a resolution that actually came down May 4th, 1964 in this country by Congress. It's a resolution that actually says it is a product distinctive of the United States. There's, there's a lot to it, and I'll let you, if you want to, you can go to distillerytrail.com. They have a great uh part here that you could read. And that's part of what I try to do on this podcast is give you the tools to make them accessible at your disposal on where you can go to learn more about whiskey. If anything on this podcast, you can always take away, hopefully at least one thing. What is your SPA? What is your takeaway? You know, SPA standing for, you know, what's the specific thing that you can actually take away from the podcast? specific point that you can take away. And bourbon, if you, if you actually read it, the resolution, May 4th, 1964, what Congress actually said, it actually has here. And you can read it on distillerytrail.com or you can look it up yourself if you want the actual resolution that Congress put together. It will say, and I'm quoting from it, it says, whereas bourbon whiskey is a distinctive product of the United States and is unlike other types of alcoholic beverages, whether foreign or domestic, and whereas to be entitled to the designation bourbon whiskey, the product must conform to the highest standards and must be manufactured in accordance with the laws and regulations of the United States, which prescribe a standard for, of identity for bourbon whiskey and whereas bourbon whiskey has achieved recognition and acceptance throughout the world as a distinctive product of the United States. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Senate, the House of Representatives concurring, that it is the sense of Congress that the recognition of bourbon whiskey as a distinctive product of the United States be brought to the attention of the appropriate agencies of the United States government toward the end that such agencies will take appropriate action to prohibit the importation into the United States of whiskey designated as bourbon whiskey. Agreed to May 4th, 1964. Now, to me, that doesn't sound like America's native spirit. <laughs> I'm just saying that sounds like Congress pretty much made it crystal clear what bourbon is and what it's not. There is an example before. If you look at, I love Crown Royal. If you go back to since the days of Prohibition, and you go back from that time to about 
don't know, just probably since about 25 years ago, Crown Royal was the number one most popular whiskey in the United States. Well, Jack Daniels beat him because Jack Daniels is the most popular American whiskey in the United States and the most popular American whiskey around the world as far as American whiskey goes. Now, we know I'm not here to really get into the technical details right now on as far as, well, what's really the biggest in the world? Well, obviously, look at Diageo, the parent company Diageo to Johnny Walker, blended scotch. Yeah, there's hundreds of millions of cases of that going out around the world. I mean, that does beat Jack Daniels if you look at it from that standpoint. But if you look at American whiskey around the world internationally, it's still Jack Daniels. And Jack Daniels is the most popular in the United States. As far as, you know, American whiskey and technically, if you want, I say American whiskey, because we know that American whiskey is technically Tennessee because Jack Daniels is Tennessee whiskey. So that's one of those misnomers, you know, about, I think that I really want to kind of clear up that how many places I've actually read, oh, it's America's, you know, native spirit. It's America's native spirit. No, it's not. I think, you know, it sounds like Congress pretty much made it a product distinctive in the United States. Now, getting back to my point I was going to make on Crown Royal. Crown Royal, they have a wonderful, you know, they've got a wonderful, you know, uh, wonderful Crown Royal blenders mash. And the blenders mash, it's, it's made in Canada. It's a blended Canadian whiskey. They age it in American oak. Because remember, one of the things in bourbon that's a misnomer is, I want to kind of tie in here too is, oh, bourbon has to be made in new American charred oak. Well, that's a misnomer too. Doesn't have to be new American charred oak. Now it has to be new charred oak, true, but it doesn't have to be American white new charred oak. You can use any oak as long as it's brand new and as long as it's charred. That's what makes it bourbon. Now, granted, for availability's sake, and since we're in America anyway, and we have, you know, a nice supply of it, as my, although my best friend and I, the CEO of Woodlab, don't forget woodlab.co, they make wonderful furniture, custom. They make anything for you and ship it around the world. Because I know this podcast has gone around the world. To numerous countries and he and we had a discussion one time he was telling me yeah we we still have enough american you know white oak but we are depleting its supply you know and we have to make sure that we're you know getting those trees planted and and, and replenishing it and so yeah to be bourbon it has to be new charred oak but not necessarily american white charred oak that's a misnomer too but it does have to be brand new oak and it has to be charred and it has to be brand new. That's true. So getting back to all this, you know, stuff here, getting back to the, you know, TTB, you know, the alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bureau. That's the TTB. They set the, you know, they're the governing body. They set all the federal regulations in this country on alcohol and tobacco. But one of the things I was commenting on is this Crown Royal Blender's Mash. I mean, you could go, if you were to take this, I mean, they could, they could make 
Like, for example, you could say, well, isn't that bourbon if they make it in Canada and, and they s send it here? Well, technically, if they make bourbon in a bottle and they send it to the United States, it's not considered bourbon. Because bourbon is only distinctive of the United States. That means it doesn't matter if every country in the world was sending us the same mash bills of bourbon that we'd be making in this country, all the different distilleries, it's still going to be, bourbon is still only going to be from the U.S. It's like, if you, if you look at scotch, for example, and the world of scotch is, you know, that is a very, a very complicated world. And I was reading recently Robin Robinson, who is a, a world-renowned expert in the area of whiskey. And when I was reading uh, what he talked about, you know, American single malt. And there really does need to be more governance in the area of American single malt uh, whiskey. And, and here it is. In American single malt, there's a big difference between American single malt and single malt scotch. The biggest different obvious reason is is the production of this whiskey single malt scotch is from scotland whereas this american single malt obviously comes from the united states but there's a big difference when you start looking at the nuances of these whiskeys there is a big difference scotch has to be the single malt scotch number one has to be from scotland and number two though you have to have 100 percent malted barley and this works it's kind of kind of like hmm you know kind of grasping at the at the wind here to where the definition of american single malt is it doesn't have to be 100% and it doesn't have to come from a single distillery see american single malt is can be 51% malted barley and can come from a number of distilleries to be considered American single malt. Well, is if you look at and from America, whereas you look at the single malt scotch, one that has to come from Scotland, and two, it has to come from a single distillery, and three, it has to be 100% malted barley. So we start to see the nuances and the differences already just between single malts, American single malt, and single malt scotch. And reading from Robin Robinson, there really should be, you know, probably, and I agree too, there really needs to be more, and it'd be nice to see the T, it'd be nice to see the, our governing body, you know, it really would be nice to see the TTB, the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau kind of clamp down a little bit more on what they want as American single, you know, malt whiskey. So that's why sometimes it can be confusing on these things. But hopefully the Whiskey Wonder podcast kind of goes into, you know, clarification of certain things. And that this is used as a, hopefully as a tool. I'm hoping this can be used as a tool to help have a better understanding and to take something with you after each and every podcast. You can have what we say an SPA, a specific point a specific thing that you can take away from the podcast and help you on that path to learning about whiskey. Because it can be confusing. So, I mean, it looks wonderful. I love Crown Royal products. And if you look at like the Blender's Mash, Crown Royal, and, and it's interesting too, 
because um, if you look at the mash bill for that, you know, it's an American style mash. You know, the Crown Royal Blender's mash has 64% corn. Remember, bourbon has to be at least 51% corn. But Crown Royal has an American style mash made in American oak. It's 64% corn, 32% rye, and 4% malted barley. And it's distilled in a continuous still using a short bourbon column. So, and again, I'm looking at Forbes.com. They have a, a really good article uh, basically a while back. I mean, this is an article from you know, like June 7th, 2018. And you go to Forbes.com and look at this. They actually have an article, Crown Royals Blenders, Crown Royals Blenders Mash. Is this Canada's challenge to bourbon? Regardless, remember, bourbon is a distinct product of the United States. So if they did everything perfectly bourbon, and it's interesting, you take this bottle and ship it from Canada, it cannot be called bourbon. And But the article brings out something that's, that's interesting too, because the article here did mention that they said, I'm going to read this article here. It's, uh, quote, the, the whiskey was previously released as bourbon mash in the United States. Technically, the use of the term bourbon is restricted to whiskeys whose mash bills are 51% or more corn based and or produced in the U.S. Surprisingly, the distillery originally got permission from, got permission from the TTB to use the label, but later opted to change it. Continuing on with the article, it says the original label, however, says it all. Crown Royal's Blender's Mash is, in fact, Canada's answer to bourbon. It is a spirit that has a similar aroma and taste profile, but with the added advantage of smoothness and absent the bite that can sometimes characterize American bourbon. So... You know, it's one of those things, and that's, you know, I like to try it someday. But in this, the liquor stores, at least, like I said, I'm in Idaho, and I have a hard enough time tr sometimes trying to find Crown Royal Apple or any. I have to go to the only time I actually found the probably the best selection of actually any of the uh, Crown Royals actually was, you know, in East Boise on the Apple Street. And those of you that live in Boise, Idaho, like I do, that makes sense to you. Yeah, the, the store on Apple Street is considered a rare bourbon store. And that would be, you know, a place that would be probably a place to look at. And that was the only store I actually saw uh, things from a, a different variety of Crown Royal. And I love Crown Royal. Thank you, Canada. I know I've actually had a number of listeners before from Canada. And uh, Crown Royal is very popular, very popular in this country. So hopefully that maybe makes a little bit more sense in the world of whiskey. And I recommend go to ttb.gov. Go to ttb.gov. And they have, and granted, it's kind of dated, but this is actually a nice whiskey webinar from 2018. Remember, there's been things that have stayed around the world of whiskeys for, you know, hundreds of years certain things that haven't changed. And so I don't think this whiskey webinar from 2018 
you can go to ttb.gov and they have a nice alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bureau whiskey webinar. And it has a really nice, it's like 58 slides and it teaches you a whole lot, teaches you a whole lot about whiskey, like general whiskey requirements. I won't read the whole thing, obviously, as in this podcast, I'm, I'm running out of time. But like one of the general whiskey requirements, I will um, read a little bit here. It says distilled under 190 proof alcohol content as it comes off the still and before water is added. Some types require that whiskey be distilled under 160 proof. If distilled multiple times, the highest proof is used for determining the classification. And so, and it gets into, you know, a lot of, you know, things, you know, what is white dog, you know, those kind of things. So I recommend go through it and I really like it. Mash requirements, what they should be. And it gives you a really nice, you know, list of, of things here that, that I, I really like. And I have this too, you know, for my perusal. Because remember, the, the thing about life in general, the, learn you more, the more you learn about something, the more you learn there is to learn. That's why you can never really learn too much. Because there's always something. The more you learn, the more you learn, there's more to learn. And so I recommend go to ttb.gov and you can go slash images slash PDFs slash whiskey. That's W H I S K Y dash webinar.pdf. And you can go ahead and look at the PowerPoint or see if there's a newer one. That's the one I found. So hopefully that makes sense today. I wanted to really talk about uh, that and I really wanted to focus on the so many times I've read it's been such a misnomer on uh, bourbon being America's native spirit. It's not America's native spirit. It's a it's a product distinctive to the United States as a resolution of Congress back on May fourth, nineteen sixty four. And so, something to think about. One of the other misnomers was that bourbon has to come from, you know, has to be made in Kentucky. Only no bourbon can be made anywhere in the United States. As long as it's made within the United States, it is considered bourbon. You can have bourbon in Colorado, bourbon in California, bourbon from Florida, bourbon from Maine, bourbon from Illinois, bourbon from Oregon, bourbon from Idaho, bourbon from Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, California, Oregon, Washington. You, you can have it all over the United States. And it's considered bourbon. It doesn't have to be bourbon. Doesn't have to necessarily come out of Kentucky. So, hopefully, that makes sense today. And these podcasts go so fast. I mean, I, I can go on and on and on. But thank you for joining me. I appreciate the time together. Thank you so much, and I appreciate the time spending with me on the Whiskey Winter Podcast, Episode Fifty Eight, the Sunday afternoon as I cut this podcast. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate that. Remember, always drink safely, responsibly, and with moderation. Thanks for tuning in and cheers.